Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. We're back with another solo episode, and this is all about unapologetically living with intention. I feel like it is so important to be intentional in your life, have a plan, stick to it, which helps you unapologetically live your best life. And before I get into all of that and what it means to actually live with intention, we always gotta start off our solo episodes with life updates. I don't have too many life updates. I have three. So the first one is just more about my job hunt right now and how that's going. And spoiler alert, it's terrible. So I have applied to maybe 12 jobs and I finally heard back from one this morning and I got rejected and I was super confused because I like went back to the job description and I reread it and I'm like, wait a minute, I have all of this and my resume says that I have all of this. But to be fair, I do know somebody who works at this company and I had reached out to them to like ping the person who's in charge of reviewing those applicants that I applied and they did give me the inside scoop that there were two people already in the process so my guess is maybe that it wasn't that I wasn't qualified it could have been more that I just applied too late you know based off the wording of the rejection email it just made it sound like I wasn't qualified but I think it just had to do with the fact that they already had a pipeline and they weren't gonna be taking on new applicants. So that's my theory. I did apply to three jobs today and it's funny, when I was applying to jobs, I discovered this horrible application for this recruiter position. I'm gonna expose the company, it's called DAS Health. On this application, it asked required questions, like it had a red asterisk, meaning you had to put an answer there for what was your GPA from college. It also made you answer a little essay question such as, tell us what makes you unique. And it's like, um, you could really just ask somebody that in an interview but I still think it's a really stupid question and still really has nothing to do what recruiting is like what your skills are like what your experience is like it's just a stupid question then they had two exercises that seemed more data entry focused and not recruiting focused and I didn't even understand one of the exercises so after I saw that I'm like nope nope I'm not applying I like clicked off because it was bad but one other thing that like really just made me lose it was that one of the last questions it asked was what is your ACT and SAT score like I fucking remember I took that back in 2009 when I was what 17 years old like be fucking for real I don't remember what I got nor is that relevant to me being a recruiter I even looked up this company on LinkedIn and just looking at all the people who have the company listed on their LinkedIn it doesn't even look like this company has a recruiter so god no wonder they're hiring a recruiter because they need help and you can't ask questions like this this is just so fucking stupid i don't think they're gonna have a lot of success with finding an applicant because their questions are so terrible i even called them out on linkedin so maybe it will inspire them to take my feedback and to change their application and get rid of those bullshit irrelevant questions that have nothing to do with how successful someone could be as a recruiter for a company so it definitely gave me a laugh but it was still a huge what the fuck moment so yeah didn't deal with that i just was not gonna deal with it so that was one thing and then one thing that i'm dealing with right now um and i don't know if this is gonna even cause a delay in me uploading my episode but 
I currently don't have Wi-Fi at the moment. There is currently a Wi-Fi outage in my area and I don't really like using my phone's hotspot because it's still really slow and for some reason I only have like one or two bars with where I'm located right now. So I really am not feeling confident about my episode getting up on time. Like I usually upload it the night before and I'm worried it's gonna have to wait until tomorrow, but I still hope it like comes out on the day that you're hearing this, which is a Wednesday. So yeah, that's been fun. I had to cancel all of my mentor sessions because I wasn't able to conduct them because again, I didn't have Wi-Fi and that requires video streaming and screen sharing and I just can't do that over my phone. So. That's been fun. I feel like I haven't been able to accomplish much today. And I applied to the jobs on my phone. Like I was able to, like I have my resume on a PDF file saved on my phone. So I've been able to get away with that just using like my data. And then the last thing is lately I've just been feeling really bad about myself because I just have felt like I've been so behind with my goals and the things that I'm trying to manifest this year. And we're already getting to April and I feel like I haven't, accomplish anything and of course this is the fourth month out of the 12 months of the year so I feel like there's still time but I just feel like this year is already going by so quickly and it makes me feel like I'm not setting a lot of intentions with my goals which kind of inspired me to want to make this episode because I definitely know what it means to live with intention and these are things that I've done in the past to help me get there but I wanted to be able to kind of hold myself accountable and really remind myself on like what I need to do to live with intention what I've done before or what I'm currently doing And I also hope that this can help you live with intention. I wanted to find like, what does it exactly mean to live with intention? So the way I see it is that living with intention means that you're putting your mind to something, right? You have some sort of purpose and you're directing your purpose and the actions you're gonna take towards your goals and values that you wanna make happen in life. It's definitely a process and it can take time. It takes a lot of effort to get there. And you really have to like make it this habit in your life. But I do think that the benefits of living with intention really are worth it because you really just get to see everything come to blossom once you're able to achieve your goals. And it becomes a lot easier to do so when you create this plan for yourself, right? And then once you create that plan, you get started and you take action and then it happens. You just feel so fulfilled And that's like one of the best feelings in the world. And I feel like that's basically how you kick ass in life, right? So so I wanted to share 11 things that I've done to live with intention. Um, This is kind of what I've done. And I hope that once again, it helps you too. So I think one of the first things is that I always have to identify like, what am I trying to accomplish? Because if it's a certain thing that I want to manifest for myself or a certain thing that I just want to get done in life that needs to happen, I have to really reflect and think about like, how am I going to do it? Why does this matter to me? And why do I want to achieve this, right? So I think one of the biggest things that I've done has been creating vision boards. And y'all know that I am a huge believer in manifestation and vision boards. I'm looking at my vision board right now. It actually fell off my wall. I need to hang it back up, but it's on my floor right now. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything yet. And that is because 
I have kind of been a little bit in autopilot. And so again, this is why I'm doing this episode to encourage me to get back on my feet and get out of autopilot. Creating a vision board has been a great accountability tool. It reminds you of goals or things that you want to achieve. And having that visual can be really important. Another thing that I like doing is writing in my planner. So I like having like an actual planner book because I get to write in it and I am able to control like what I want to do. I can change things around and yes, I could do that digitally, but there is something really like satisfying and productive when you're actually physically writing it in a paperback book. So I use my planner to plan all my videos. I write my content calendar out in my planner and I write down all of my mentor sessions in there even though I have my work calendar on my computer that has that up. I still like to make note of it in my planner because my planner is also like a good reminder of like what I need to do that day that isn't necessarily work related. And then another thing that I do on top of that to hold myself accountable to make sure that I get that stuff done because I do have ADHD and ADHD can really, really be a setback with getting shit done. And that also triggers me going into autopilot mode. But I have this journal and it's called Recharge. And so what I like about this is that it has like a little section for to-dos for your day with a little checklist. And then I can check things off as I go along. So there's one column that says this has to get done today. And then there's another column that says that this can wait. And I really like that column. I feel like it's really good for those who have ADHD saying like, it's okay if you don't get this done, just try to get it done later on. And I really like that. I like that there's a tracker for a lot of important habits, such as like, how many hours of sleep did you get? How many hours of socializing did you get in today? How many hours of eating did you get in today? Physical health done today, things like that. I really like there's a tracker for that. I like that there's a section to reflect on what you need to change for tomorrow. I really like that you can track how much water you drink, And I'm trying to think what else is in that journal, but there's a lot of great um, prompts that they have in there to hold me accountable. So those are like some of the three things that I use to help me like identify like what matters to me in general, what matters to me for that week or that day. And I just make sure that I track it, I write it down or I create a vision board. And yeah, and that's like the basis of my plan. So like, Number two kind of piggybacks off to what I just said, but creating a plan is just so important. It is so crucial that you set the tone for how you want to live your life. And developing that plan will allow you to achieve your goals. I think they should be attainable, right? So I don't know if anyone's heard of SMART goals, but it stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. And I really like this because it just makes goal setting a lot easier for yourself. And as I just mentioned, like my regular paperback planner helps me with this. And I really like also making a calendar for myself for like an actual goal. So for an example, one thing that I put on my vision board is that I really want to explore voice acting this year. I made like this calendar for voice acting of like what I want to do for each month to kind of help me get there, right? So the first few months from like January to March was focusing on fixing my health. And so that had to do with like getting my endoscopy done, making sure that 
I am able to stop my acid reflux because that can really affect your throat and your voice. Vocal health was really important for me to fine tune within the first few months just because it just impacts how I sound, right? And so that was one of the first things that I wanted to do and I'm definitely on the right track with that. And then because I lost my job, I'm in a little bit of a setback right now financially, but basically once I get a job again, I want to start paying for a voice acting coach to help me with some vocal work and learning more about this industry. Um, one other great step that I already did far in advance was talking to a friend that I know in the industry and picking her brain, learning more. I want to also buy new equipment for my podcast, which I can also use for voice acting myself. So that is also in my game plan calendar of getting there. Just to give you an example of what that looks like, right? So make like a, your own calendar for the things that you want to work on and take it day by day, month by month, whatever works for you. And that can be a really great way to start creating your plan. And then once you create that plan, this goes into the third thing. And that's when you have to figure out, like, how do you prioritize your time? So you want to just allocate a certain amount of time to those things that are really important to you. And I like doing this um, with my job search. Like, I like to set boundaries for myself and the way that I do this is I will write out in my physical planner, what days I'm gonna apply to jobs, okay? So today was a job applying day. And then I said, how many hours today do I wanna lot? How many hours today do I wanna lot to my job search? So I said around two hours. And then the last thing is, how many applications do I wanna get out? One to three. So I was able to push out three applications today. So I felt like I completed that goal, completed that task that felt very rewarding for me. And I set boundaries for myself. Like, you know, I didn't wanna over push it because I am someone who does experience burnout very quickly. And so for me, this prevents me from burning out, especially with ADHD. And it's a great way to just create a boundary with applying to jobs so it doesn't feel like a full-time job because it absolutely does not have to feel like a full-time job. That can be something that maybe you can consider when you're applying to jobs is to not overwhelm yourself and to set boundaries and say no to things, especially if it's a job that you know you don't align with if you don't align with their mission or their company values, don't apply. Don't like apply to a job just because you need a job. I know it's way easier said than done, but I promise you it's gonna make you a lot happier. I just want people to know what their worth is and that's why I preach that. After you've taken your action, which is like going into step four, so basically taking consistent actions towards those goals, even if they're small steps, I feel like this, basically has kind of already what I've said, but it helps you build out that momentum so you can progress slowly once you have that goal in play. It's just really important that you're just realistic with yourself and when you can take action. So like another thing that I can talk about is one thing that I wanna take action on but I can't right now is hiring an assistant. So I have taken action on like doing my research, talking to some agencies and people on who I want to work with. And I have found something that I think would be really great, but now I can't proceed any further until I have the money for it. And then once I have the money, then I can finally proceed forward. Take some stress off my plate 
with running a podcast Instagram account because it is a lot. (laughs) So that is something that I am giving an example for and like how I want to take action. So like I'm being realistic with myself. It's important that you have that mindset to know what you can take action with for your goals and what you can't just yet. But at least you have already created the plan and you've prioritized the time on when and how you're going to make that happen. So for the fifth thing, I am such a firm believer in practicing gratitude. Kind of going away from like the planning and the action stuff. There are some other ways that you can still live intentionally. When it comes to practicing gratitude, I like to journal. I do my gratitude actually towards the end of my day now. I used to do it in the beginning of my day, but now I've changed to do it at the end of the day just because I feel like it makes more sense to do it that way. But I just take time each day to reflect on some things that I'm grateful for. It could have been something exciting that happened earlier that day or earlier that week. Like for an example, I could say I am grateful for getting two job interviews this week or I am grateful that I have an amazing social circle that supports everything that I do. I usually write three. It can be up to you how many you want to write. Maybe if you just want to focus on one thing that you're grateful for, perfectly fine. But I definitely think it's really important to focus on positive aspects of your life so that it can help you cultivate a more positive mindset. Number six, just make sure that your relationships and your friendships also have intentions. I have preached so much on my YouTube channel that like you need to be very intentional when it comes to dating, right? I've always said be honest with your intentions and make that known to other people. So for me, I am somebody who does want a serious long-term relationship that will eventually turn into marriage and kids. Before I had deleted my dating apps, when I was matching with people at the time, before I even agreed to go on a date with them, I would say, hey, I'd love to know what your intentions are before meeting up. What are you looking for? Please be honest with me. And so they'll say, hey, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now. I'm looking for something more short term. Or they'll say like, yeah, I'm looking for a serious long term relationship. So if someone wants to tell me that they're not looking for a serious relationship, okay, I'll say, thanks so much for letting me know. I really do appreciate your honesty. Unfortunately, we're not on the same page here just because like I am looking for a serious relationship. So I don't think it makes sense to go on a date, but I do hope you find what you're looking for. And I've never had a guy like respond poorly to that. I've had a lot of guys actually be very positive about that. They think it's really great that I know what I want, that I have intention. So like that's an example, right? Um, with like being intentional with your relationships or dating, but even with your friendships too. Like I think it's important to build meaningful connections with people in your life. I think it's important to make time for these people. How badly like do you want these people in your life? You need to make sure that you create intentions so that you're giving the people in your life the attention that they deserve, that you are being there for them, that you show them that you care and that you can support them and you can listen actively to all their problems that they have to vent. So, so, so important. So just remember to be intentional with your relationships, your friendships, and your dating life. Focusing on personal growth is a really big thing. So this is number seven. I think it's always important to never stop learning, to never stop growing, and to continue to do that in areas that are really important to you. So that helps you become a really good version of your best self and also allows you to achieve your goals. 
So I can take my YouTube channel for an example. I've been on the platform for almost six years now. Has it been six years? I started in 2017. I can't do math. No, okay, it'll be almost six years. It'll be six years in August. Over time, I've learned how to become better at video editing, at filming, at production. Is it still perfect? No, absolutely not. Um, I actually was looking over a video that I uploaded yesterday and I thought to myself, oh my God, there's a typo here. There's a typo there. I'm like, God damn it, Alana. So even though I do proofread my videos when I'm editing, there are still things that I still don't end up catching. So that's one thing that I'm always continuing to learn is like how to pay attention to detail better when I edit my videos, but also how to improve the quality of my videos because my YouTube channel is genuinely an important thing to me. It's really just changed my life in a way. And I love how I have some sort of routine in my life that I have to do, but it's something that I love doing. I love creating content. And filming videos is so fun for me. And I always want to find ways to be better. So that's an example that I have. And I think like this can be a great way for you to kind of figure out what you want to learn and grow in the areas that are really important to you in life. So number eight, I think life can be simple. It doesn't need to be as complicated as you need to be. I'm all about like being a minimalist. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let me rewind. I'm definitely not a minimalist, but I definitely support people who are minimalist. I support people who are all about reducing clutter and creating more space for themselves. I still need to donate this bag of clothes that is just sitting on my floor in a trash bag. And I actually have it on my calendar to donate those clothes on Friday. So I can't wait to do that because it's just taking up space that doesn't need to be there. Maybe you want to reorganize something in your house. Anything that's just going to help reduce stress and not overwhelm you. Like for an example, right when the new year started, I ordered some drawer organizers for my makeup and beauty drawers. And they were messy. They were just cluttered and it was really overwhelming. It made me feel not put together. And then once I got these organizers, I'm like, oh my God, this feels so much better, so much more organized. It saved me stress. And that was just something small that really simplified life for me because it reduced that stress for me. So that's what I think of when it comes to like simplifying your life. Number nine, take care of your physical and mental well-being. I know it sounds cliche, you probably hear this all the time in like all sorts of different podcasts, but it is true. I think it's important to be intentional with your health. So whether it's like your exercise regimen, whether it's getting enough sleep, or if it's going to therapy or you're eating well, you know, figure out what you really need to prioritize. So ever since I got diagnosed with gastroparesis, I've had to completely change my eating habits and that consists of me trying to eat low fiber low fat trying to eat more soft and liquidy foods trying not to eat anything that's going to be too heavy eating in smaller portions because my stomach can't handle large size portions anymore like it used to i always strive to make sure that i am getting probably 9 to 12 hours of sleep listen i am a sleeper i will sleep in till hours of the afternoon it's really bad 
my body just needs a lot of sleep and I never understood it. It's always been like this since I was a kid and it's still going on well into my 30s. So I always make sure that I prioritize sleep. It's so important for me. I'm still trying to get my eating habits down before I go back to the gym, but that is a intention that I have for this year is to get back to the gym, get back to weightlifting. And I wanted to go back to bodybuilding next year, but I've actually decided to retire from it, especially with my recent diagnosis. It's just not gonna really be feasible for me at this point. And I'm already malnutritioned at this point and I'm just not going to be successful at it anymore. And that sucks. I loved competing, but I got to move on and I got to do things that are not going to make my body hate me. I haven't had the need to go to therapy lately, but I still take my medications that do regulate my mental health very well. It's for me is figuring out more ways to get out of autopilot. And I think that's the biggest thing that I have to overcome. So number 10, just being present in the moment. I really love to just enjoy what life has to offer. And I truly think that can make you feel more confident and fulfilled. This is actually something that I'm still kind of working on because as a content creator, you always want to document everything and you want to create content of it. And that's why I try to spend as little time filming it like I always try to film a couple of short second clips for reels on Instagram or TikTok videos because I know that they would make great content but I have to like limit how much filming time I'm gonna do because if I'm with friends I want to be able to still be present in that moment so I try to keep it very short with the filming stuff so I can be present in that moment and then not focus on filming as much because I always feel bad about that so Again, it's something I'm still working on, but at the same time, I just, I go on so many adventures and there are people out there that do care about that and I do want to give people what they want. So that's why I make the content that I do. And then the last thing is you are responsible for your own life and how you choose to incent tension for it. Take ownership of it and take ownership of the decisions you make because that is truly the most empowering thing that you can do is when you are in complete control of your life. Just remember that when you live with intention, y'all, it's all about purpose and being mindful with everything you do. When you incorporate everything that I've shared and you put that into practice in your life, I think that this will help you live with the best intentions of your life so it will be absolutely fulfilling for you. And that's everything that I have to say regarding on how you should live with intention. I definitely am curious to know how you're living your life with intentions. You should definitely email me at the podcast email at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. I really hope that this podcast episode inspired you to live more with intentions and that it gave you some actionable advice that you can use to get there. And I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye!